0: But we're here for a real education de- 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 Welcome to episode two of A Real Education I am one of your now three hosts We've Ooh. multiplied <laughs> in the
1: off time Yay! <laughs> Magical.
2: I am Tim Wick <laughs> I'm Melissa Kircher.
1: I'm Jenna Young.
0: And the way this works is we are going to watch a movie that Jenna has never seen before. <laughs> and then she's going to tell you about the experience. But before we watch the movie, we have to have Jenna tell you what she knows about the film we're about to see. And then Melissa and I will offer our non-spoiler thoughts about the film in question. Yes.
2: All right? All right.
0: So, uh, Jenna, the movie we're about to watch is Singing in the Rain. And I would like your your uh, knowledge <laughs> My, of the film.
1: <laughs> knowledge. I'm putting knowledge what, in air quotes. What your do you quotes. know about what, singing? What in the rain. I know, or what I can guess, maybe sure. that there's singing mm-hmm. and possibly rain involved. Um, well, but, the, yeah,
0: there's the, the I, it's in the name. I, I, so I believe, that's
1: fair. I, I believe that's safe. Um, I I want to say that this is a musical. Okay. And not because uh, the singing is in the title. I want to say like I actually. There's a song singing in the rain and I want to say that there's a guy that does an umbrella dance to that song in the rain.
0: Okay, that's what you want to say.
1: That's what I want to say. Okay. I also want to say it's like the the musical time period so like 40s, 50s, somewhere in there. Somewhere
0: in the 1900s?
1: Yeah. Somewhere okay. somewhere before my son was born. That's when it took place. Not in the last
2: 10 years. Yes. yes. Um,
1: All right. And uh, I I I think that's pretty much all I can say. Something, a train? Maybe a train? Mm-hmm. Is there a train?
0: Okay, a train. <laughs> okay. <It's laughs> this is going to be is like it? last time
1: with Casa Block. Is there a plane involved? I think there's yeah. a plane involved. So we're just <laughs> going to guess. We're going to toss a vehicle out there and see <laughs> what happens. A mode of transportation in
2: this film <laughs>
1: is a tra- train. A train. All right. I, but okay. I want to say, like, I'm I'm picturing a bunch of suitcases at a train station.
0: Okay.
1: All right. I'm... I could be wrong but that's that's yeah I, I have that station. association and okay. a fedora is there a fedora Ooh, fedora there okay. should mm-hmm. be if there's no
2: if
0: there's not a fedora why isn't I'm, there
2: right i can okay. wear a fedora just to make sure there's a fedora in this although i'm pretty sure um, there is a fedora
0: so that's now, not a
2: spoiler so yeah so that's
0: what you know about singing know. in the rain. that's what you know <laughs> or think you know yes. about singing, or what you're guessing about not singing in the rain Melissa, do you have anything to offer as far as your thoughts on Singing in the Rain before we watch this movie?
2: It has actually been a very long time since I've seen Singing in the Rain. Ooh, I've mm-hmm. been looking forward to watching it again, and I didn't know until I showed up tonight that I was going to be watching Singing in the Rain tonight, I so I... I, am, I am really <laughs> yeah, excited. Yeah, 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 it's like Christmas. Yes. <laughs> no, I, I, I have a great fondness for the film, from what I can remember of it, and um, I'm actually kind of sad that Jenna didn't like reference the... Uh, Clockwork Orange version of Singing in the Rain. I was uh, kind of hoping well, she, probably she knew about she that. Has. And
0: <laughs> She probably hasn't seen Clockwork Orange yeah. either. I, no, I,
2: I was but really, I read the book. I was, I was <laughs> really hoping she would go, yeah, and there's this guy singing while beating up this woman. And, <laughs> yeah, Is that I, the movie? That, right. That's clock so that's Clockwork Orange. Singing, well, yeah. singing singing in the rain. Yeah. Yes, that, that wasn't in the book. Okay, never mind. Well, no. it the the scene is in the book, but the, the 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 one where
1: they go into the house and like rape her in front of them or whatever.
2: That that's but in the book, but it the book. but the the song isn't in the book. Well, that was yeah. actually improvised on the set because Malcolm McDowell didn't know any other songs. That was the only song he <laughs> oh. knew the lyrics to. That says, "All right, sing singing in the rain." Okay, then. Oh my God. <laughs> so, yeah. Tangent, tangent, closed.
0: <laughs> so now, now we know that little bit of movie history, uh, which doesn't tell you anything about singing. No, the frame. it doesn't. Uh,
2: no. Well, it's just a bit of trivia about the song. Yeah, yeah.
0: You know, I think uh, you know the one thing I'm going to say is, is if you look at classic movie musicals, mm-hmm. the, 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 you know, much like there are Kirk people and Picard people, there are Gene Kelly people and there are Fred Astaire people, okay. and there are considerable arguments over whether Gene Kelly or Fred Astaire was the best. Hoofer or dancer of the uh, classic musical era. I'm not going to offer my preference one way or another. All I'm going to say is that Singing in the Rain is the movie that I think the Gene Kelly people would hold up as. This is why I say Gene Kelly. Mm Mm-hmm. Well now
1: I know Gene Kelly's in it. So, now this you know is, Gene, so I'm uh, already gaining knowledge. That's almost oh, yes. a spoiler,
0: except you would have found out within seconds of the movie starting. <laughs> so I'm really okay with giving that one away. Okay.
1: No
2: um, the thing with the Gene Kelly versus Fred Astaire thing is why can't we have both? Well I agree. I, uh, I am so happy having
0: both. I, I agree. I'm I'm a Gene Kelly and Fred Astaire person, yeah. but but in in the the classic movie uh, musical lovers there tends to be a preference for mm-hmm. for one gentleman or the other. So this, this would be this would be the as I said the argument for Gene <laughs> Kelly is as I think what yeah, yes. singing in the rain is all yes. about.
2: And 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 one of the things if you're not familiar with Gene Kelly movies and you're just being introduced to Gene Kelly movies and particularly mm. if you're female or you're attracted to men what you know whichever gender you are yeah watch his ass. <laughs> All right. Because that man loves oh, having his ass washed. I have a goal for the oh, evening. Ladies oh, yeah. I don't no, that on that man loved having the, his ass. The other there thing there is, are so many times when he turns to the camera, you know, just shows his ass. Check out my, my, butt. my butt. Check and out my is, butt. And it is a a well-crafted specimen. The other thing excellent. is he will
0: at some excellence. point in every movie that I've ever seen, Gene Kelly will put on a straw hat and he will bump it forward on his head. So watch for that. The straw yes. hat that he moves forward on his head so it's angled down at the front
1: i think um, i know that the, does he okay
0: he does it in everything and in, in, if like you've ever dancing, seen a like gene,
1: dances though
0: right if, like, well, it, it does, not even dancing like inherit the wind gene kelly's in inherit, inherit the wind and at one point he puts on a straw head hat and he tips it forward because <laughs> that's a gene kelly move if if he's in a movie okay. it will happen so watch for that all right and we're gonna go off and we're gonna watch singing in the rain and then we'll be back All
1: right. Hoop de doody doodle, Moses supposes his toes are roses, but Moses supposes erroneously. For Moses, he knows his toes aren't roses, as Moses supposes his toes is to be.
0: And we're back! We just finished watching Singing in the Rain, I know it was mere Yay! seconds to you!
1: <laughs> Time passes! It's been an hour
0: and a half for us, and my uh-huh. wife Pat is even here too. Say hi, Pat.
1: Hi, Pat. There, yeah. see, so she was like, I'm gonna
0: come down while you're recording. and
2: to make so, sure you don't fuck it up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why. So, it's
2: happened before.
0: <laughs> so let's let's go over what Jenna said she knew was in the movie. Or yes. thought was in the movie. Yes. A guy dancing in the rain. Yes. So we're going to give her credit, yes. credit that was on
1: that one. one. Yeah, okay. You need absolutely. a sound effect. Ding! Ding! ding.
2: You are correct.
0: <laughs> <laughs> she said uh, there was a train. Which
1: we will allow
2: her.
0: We will allow <laughs> there, her the technicality There <laughs> were
1: a couple of trains. There was there was, there was stock of tra- footage
0: was, of a train at one point. There was yes. stock
1: footage of a train. There was a, a train in the studio, like a stu- like a fake train. A fake train. Mm-hmm. Fake train. Yeah,
0: and and, um,
1: and there was a possible train station. She said yes.
0: something about a train station and luggage. I feel that that was not really. There, there.
1: was an and entire there- thing with a suitcase.
0: There was a suitcase, but yes. that does not. In, there was in,
1: another thing where there was a stack of luggage, though. Yeah. There were there were a couple of things
2: of luggage. Yeah. Yeah. The, the 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 ladies in display. There was a lady with the yes, luggage. That yes,
1: that was the one. Now, okay. did you uh,
0: catch the many gratuitous shots of Gene Cal- shots shots, oh. of, Jean Cal- shots his butt?
1: of his oh yes, sweet, and the way every hat behind. he
0: wore, he would tip forward <laughs> on his head in yes. a very mm-hmm. specific way. Yes.
1: It's 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 a a, a very jaunty it's, eye cover. It it's is,
0: and it's he he does that with every hat he wears, or so it would seem. Yes.
1: Um, yeah, he does it well, yeah. you know.
0: Yeah, yeah, he does. So good. as far as the things you knew about the movie. <laughs> knew,
1: in air quotes. Uh, yes. You
0: did okay. Um, and that was possibly 1% of the film.
2: <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. Well, she got that it was a musical. I, yeah, I did get true. that. And that, that's, that's pretty yes. major. That's, that, that's, that, pretty
1: that, that's, that's a big, lot of the movie right that there. That is yeah. a lot of the yeah, movie. That's true. All
2: right. <laughs> uh,
0: that's fair. Uh, I'll give her a little more. All right. So what are your <laughs> okay. thoughts?
1: Um, I absolutely love musicals. Uh, i mostly see and have performed them on stage not in film i don't see a lot of film you may have guessed uh but that's the whole point of this podcast it's it's (laughs) like that was a part of this but the thing about musicals is that it's like for me it's one of the finest points of escapism ever like people don't spontaneously burst into song and dance although they should um, but it's you really have to like let your imagination go if you're going to buy into people singing and dancing in a show and just let that happen. Mm-hmm. and I, I love and this was was extra fun in escapism for me because it was. A show about doing a show, and then there was a show inside the show, and I felt There's like eventually I was going to get stuck in my meta show somewhere. Like.
0: If you really want to bake your brain sometime, try and figure out the actual story to the finished film that they produce. The <laughs> Dancing cow- oh, yes. God, try, and, yes. try that. They've, they've come up with all this stuff, and then they show you this big, long ballet number, Yep. That, that
2: doesn't fit yeah, with
0: anything yeah, that yeah, they described to you yeah, up to
2: that point. Yeah, and, and, and the, the ballet number that fits okay. around this weir- this uh, singing and dancing uh, uh, like French Revolution era yeah, and then, but, but, romance, but the, involves Broadway somehow. Yeah, but the French Revolution
0: era thing is supposed to be like a fantasy, and yet the movie ends in the French Revolution. Yes. So he's still stuck he's in the fantasy in world. The fantasy, right. We don't. Yeah. We don't really know. You know. The point is, if you try and figure <laughs> out the story to the Dancing Cavalier. You know, taking what you've seen uh, in the absolutely awful movie that they made before they changed into a musical, and everything that you've seen that they've changed since then. Yes, you're you're really you're really going to need a lot of drugs to make it. work yeah.
2: Although I've seen a lot of films from the silent era and the when when they were just moving into sound, and there was some really batshit crazy stuff going. On yeah, and there, there's era, batshit yeah. crazy <laughs> stuff
0: going on now too. Oh
2: yeah. So it, 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 But I mean, that's before people knew what they were "quote unquote" supposed to do with you know Mm -hmm. narrative structures. There was some batchet crazy stuff happening in that era. Uh. So I mean,
0: this movie is, I would say, if not universally, nearly universally considered the best musical, the best film musical ever made. Okay, Mm -hmm. Um, it's uh, co-directed by Stanley Donen, who did everything but the dances,
2: Mm -hmm. and Gene Kelly, who did the
0: dances. and apparently, uh, one one important thing about this Debbie Reynolds, uh, who plays the female lead, did not know how to dance
2: oh. at all. And hence, centuries.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so Gene Kelly had to teach her every dance, and apparently, yeah. uh, was a horrible,
2: horrible
0: slave driver. Um, yeah. And uh, she, uh, she, her and her and Gene Kelly were not pals. Aww. Um, so you have to admire the acting. Because you're almost convinced they're in love with each other, instead of her sitting there, in every scene where they're about to dance, going, "If I fuck this up, he'll kill me."
1: (laughs) Oh
2: God! Yeah, stories Uh, of her dancing, her feet bloody. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, At the end of uh, Good Morning. Yeah. uh, She, her feet, uh, that were that were like bleeding when they finished filming
2: Aww, that. And, and as we pointed out, sick. while watching the film, that's one take. It's one yeah. take. There's it it one is cut, a single shot. But it's a single
0: shot. take. Yeah. And the same with Singing in the Rain. Not, not only is Singing in the Rain one take, it's the only take. Yeah. Gene Kelly was sick that day. He had mm-hmm. a 101 degree fever. He was like, let's just do this thing and get it over with. They hadn't completely blocked the scene. So.
2: <laughs> Ta-da! He just...
0: He just did it yeah and they're like all right we're done <laughs> um,
1: go home don't die
0: go, go yeah. home don't die yeah um, all
1: right
0: so that there's there's just the remarkable fact that that the talent that it took to put this thing together and they there are if you watch um some old uh things like that's entertainment and stuff like that they uh they they show you um Scenes of how they put together some of these dance numbers. Because if you watch the Good Morning dance number. Mm-hmm. And you watch the way they're tracking through the house. As the camera is following them. And you start trying to map out the house. Mm-hmm. It's not going to work. Mm-hmm it's not going to work because the house doesn't fit together that way. But, I mean, what they do is they have these set elements that they'll move into place just long enough for the dancers to transition from one set element to the next, and then they can get rid of the set element that they were dancing on. And just the amount of stage magic that went into creating that particular dance number, in addition to the elaborate choreography that Gene Kelly puts together, and the fact that Debbie Reynolds doesn't know how to dance
1: yes yeah. <laughs> could have fooled um, me i know mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. in fact you did could have you did yeah i thought you could dance
0: on, on the she opposite did. end you have donald o'connor who's amazing
1: yeah as oh. cosmo brown <laughs> he's fantastic
0: and he if you ever watch gene kelly is overall a better dancer but if you watch the two of them tap dance uh O'Connor is by far the better tap
1: dancer. But, yeah, I kind of got that feeling. Yeah. Well, you know, it's the you know Gene
2: Kelly has this immense amount of grace, and and he's just a very different kind of dancer than Donald. Donald is very very physical, you know, very very, very energetic. energetic. Yeah, yeah, very yeah. very
1: energetic and very there's there's a liveliness about his dancing. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, just just this 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 pop 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 bang bang thing as opposed to the 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 sweeter suaver mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Gene, Ke- yeah,
0: so there's a lot more grace to Gene Kelly, although um, he does. He, th- there is a lot of joy to the way Gene Kelly. Oh gets yeah, oh head. yeah, absolutely. but, yeah. but Donald but O'Connor just. Um,
1: it's it's probably Gene Kelly savors it.
2: Yeah. Like, and, and Donald, Donald O'Connor is a... He's seen it right yeah. there at the O'Connor's moment. O'Connor's is more impish, I would <laughs> say. He's
1: like a machine
2: gun of dance. And that's Donald yeah. O'Connor. Yeah. Gene, Gene Kelly kind of takes his time. Yeah. He's more like a revolver. <laughs>
0: it's, it's nice the way... They, they all get, you know, except maybe Debbie Reynolds, they all get the, their moments to really show off. Mm-hmm. especially O'Connor and Kelly O'Connor gets make him mm-hmm. laugh which is yeah hey, well, it's interesting oh, the way the way you can go through this film and talk about the, the the dance numbers in this film and there are probably four dance numbers in this film that are maybe the in the top 10 filmed dance numbers mm-hmm. ever you know there's make him laugh there's Moses supposes which is the yep.
2: fans. That's <laughs> great. Asked,
0: um, there's "Good Morning" and what? What's the last one? Then "Singing in the Rain." Singing in the rain. All right. right. <laughs> you know, so you know, those four dance numbers. Although
2: are, then there's the Broadway, uh, Broadway Withram one.
0: Broadway, Broadway Melody, which is Broadway just,
2: Melody.
1: Oh, well, that's is, crazy. Yes, yeah. it the entire thing is ridiculous. It's insanity.
2: It's well, they're, 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 they, 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 <laughs> the <laughs> the the justification you, for all of these dance numbers is so incredibly thin. It's like it's somebody really, says yes. good morning, all of a sudden we have a big dance
1: number about good morning. So Through the entire house. Escapism. Escapism. Yeah. Escapism. Yeah. Even yeah. Totally. in the movie viewing as opposed to just losing yourself in the story, you really have to let yourself go. <laughs>
0: yes. the, the Broadway melody one, I mean, it's interesting because this movie was made... Like, right after An American in Paris. And An American in Paris yeah. has this amazing long ballet at the end of the movie that basically is the entire movie again, only yes. in dance form. Yes. So, huh. they tell the story of An American in Paris, and they get to the end of the movie, and right before they end the movie, they do this long ballet that's the movie. Yes. <laughs> and then they, then they end the movie. And, you um Kelly comes off of doing that film, and then he does this film, and he does this big, long ballet at the end of it again mm-hmm. um, but this one I, I this one works better to yeah. me because it's not just retelling the movie in dance form
2: yeah yeah I, I think my favorite part of the movie is when Sid Charisse shows up in that dance number, though yeah. I mean
0: that. Well, because you know, at this point, you've, you've got Gene Kelly, you've got Donald O'Connor, yeah. you've got mm. Debbie Reynolds, Gene mm. Hagen, who's amazing, and then yeah. it's like just icing on the cake. Oh, and by the way, we we got Citra. You got
2: Citra Reese. Enjoy her for ten minutes. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Uh, <laughs> like
0: whipped cream, chocolate, and Citra is just a little cherry bow. <laughs> <laughs> it is a. Uh, it is a spectacular cast that they put together. I, for that. I will
1: say, yeah. when we got to that point and I was still trying to follow everything, <laughs> I'm like, is she, okay, so is she like representing the emotion that he's feel. I don't, I couldn't quite fit it into the storyline of the, 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 and it, mm, it was it was a very, I was like, I'd, I'd like, so yep, there's, yep, I point into it and yep. I'm like, Ah, fuck it, man. Like, yeah, yeah, and then you get whatever. the off, uh, fuck no.
2: it moment, and then it's Sid, Therese and Gene <laughs> Kelly dancing, and yeah. all is well with the world. Yeah.
0: Now a few interesting trivia points about this. Um, Ooh. Pat, Pat wanted to mention this earlier, but but it is it is fun, you know, the way they have Debbie Reynolds dub Gene Hagen's voice, and Gene Hagen plays mm-hmm. Lena Lamont, one of the mm-hmm. best comic characters ever.
2: She's hilarious. She's and,
0: and and the the fun thing about the the movie is that. Debbie Reynolds is dubbing Gene Hagen's voice, but the voice that you hear is actually Gene Hagen.
2: Speaking, not <laughs> yeah. yes. Jean
0: Gene yes. Hagen dubs her own voice. Because <laughs> they oh, didn't that's think Because <laughs> they didn't think Debbie Reynolds' voice sounded right. Um,
1: And I, what, is the peanut under this. Go, <laughs> wait. <laughs> Let's play the shell game. It'll yeah. be great.
0: If there's something unfortunate about the film, it's that Gene Hagen gets typecast as a result of the, the movie. Yeah. It, she, she plays that ditzy character over and over again, and everybody thinks that's all she can do because she did it so bloody well. And that, mm-hmm. Sure. And that's too bad where, you know, Debbie Reynolds went on to uh, Mother Princess Leia, and uh, <clears throat> and actually up here in other films, I guess she you know
2: Well yeah, she yeah. she had a career. her, yeah.
0: <laughs> her, you know, her, there, her only claim reason... to fame is that she bore a star of Star Wars. No, no that's not ew, it, huh? she
2: was like an epicenter of Hollywood. You she know? was. You know?
0: She was. She really was. And she um she did the she was nominated for an Oscar for the unsinkable Molly Brown, mm-hmm. in fact. Hmm. So at which point she had learned how to dance. She's only nineteen. Oh. Okay. Boy. Wow. Yeah.
2: Huh. Now, what I want to uh, going back to the long really strange middle of the movie ballet numbers. On oh, the ballet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the ballet. Yeah. Now, I'm I'm curious. Broadway Melody is the name. Yeah. Of the ballet. Broadway yeah. Melody and The American Paris one. I want to know where the red shoes came out in relation to these two films. Because I think that was right in the same era. IMDb is our friend. Yes. Um, Now, for those of you listening who are who may not be familiar with Red Shoes, because it's a bit more on the obscure side. I I don't know. Tell me. It is. It is this amazing musical that is not. Well, it's not really a musical. It's like a ballet. But it's it's about this dance company and kind of the interpersonal relationships within the dance company. Okay. But like. In the middle of the movie it stops for like thirty minutes and there's a ballet. Yeah in the middle. They suddenly and break it, out in a ballet. They suddenly break out well, it's <laughs> it's like they're performing a ballet about sure. Hans Christian e. Andersen's The Red Shoes. But so there's the structure of the the ballet companies performing the Red Shoes within a movie called The Red Shoes. But it's thirty minutes of the Red Shoes. Okay. Yeah. The, it's ballet. the, whole ballet. the ballet. And and it is one of the most surreal musical sequences ever placed on yeah, film. Yeah, it
0: really... It, it is Again, extraordinary. it makes no sense if you try and figure out how, how it would fit onto a stage.
2: Okay. Because
0: it's supposed to be yeah. performed on a stage, and you're like, I can't... Yeah. Well,
2: I it, can't it soon goes off into, this is what we can do with ballet in cinema. Yeah. And it's like the only time it's ever really been
0: done the like, red it, shoes it's
2: amazing. Sure. the
0: red shoes is 1948 okay american in paris is 51 mm-hmm. and uh, singing in the rain is 52
2: interesting so
0: you know do you think gene kelly got some inspiration from the ballet in the red shoes it's possible it's possible well,
2: everybody was making you know big musicals around that time yeah. anyway the other really interesting thing
0: about singing in the rain is the entire the musical itself nothing in it is original None of the songs, except right. Moses Supposes, are original. Okay. They were trying to make a cheap movie. And that's actually kind of an interesting link back to Casablanca, the first movie huh. that we that we watched in this podcast, in <laughs> that nobody, when they were making Casablanca, thought they were making anything special. Sure. Nobody thought they were yep. they were making one of the best films that was ever going to be made. They thought they were making some B-film that a few people would see and enjoy that wasn't going to be... Casablanca. Well, Singing in the Rain is kind of the same way. They're trying to make a really cheap musical by using music they already own, so they don't have to pay for the mm-hmm. rights for any of it. Sure. And they figured, well, they'll make it flashy by putting Gene Kelly in it. Well. Um, but they don't really have so, so they basically go to the screenwriters and they say, alright, we've got these songs. Whomp.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I want this one and this one. Not this one.
0: Make a movie out of them. Yes. And somehow they actually do, I think, a pretty remarkable job of tying together those songs in a way that's. Sort of hey, makes good morning. Sense.
2: I got an idea. Let's sing that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the, my goodness.
0: The story still makes sense. Oh, yeah. And the songs and the dances link into the story. They <laughs> um, aren't
2: jarring. Aren't
0: jarring. Except you're
1: for Broadway yeah.
2: Melody.
0: But Broadway, Broadway Melody is give, awesome. They give you an excuse for it. They, they, say,
1: they tie it into the reality. We're going
0: to make this scene for our movie, and it's only later when you sit down and go, wait, what did that scene have to do with the movie they're making? <laughs> <laughs> nothing. Absolutely nothing. Nothing at all. Yeah. And, but it, it's still... Uh, one thing... I always encourage people to go see movies on the big screen because it really mm. changes them. Mm-hmm. And you would think watching a movie like Singing in the Rain, which isn't in widescreen aspect ratio, so it's it's perfectly fine on your TV, wouldn't be altered. But the thing that actually I think works so much better when you finally get a chance to see it on the big screen is the Broadway Melody segment.
1: Yeah,
2: sure, absolutely, it really does. Yeah. It's yeah. very,
0: it's very immersive. <laughs> yeah, it's it's made. You start to understand how when they, when they made that film. They're not thinking this is going to be on a television set. Sure. There, there, there's no expectation that there will be that transition from the big screen to the small screen. So when you go watch it on a big screen, you go, "All right, well, I get how this was all set up to be seen this way," and and Broadway Melody doesn't seem as out of place, I, not even out of place. Just it's not as impressive on the small screen as it is on the big screen.
1: Right. Sure.
0: It's it's the one sense. it's the one part of the film that loses something mm-hmm. in the transition.
2: Now um, one of the one of the things I found interesting is that my memory of the film was that it was this this huge in scope widescreen technicolor thing and I was genuinely surprised to see it come up in uh one to one three seven, you know, aspect yeah. ratio. It's so, like okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I was really awesome. surprised by that. Yeah. And but I suppose that was that was before they started making the super super widescreen epic well, it was also being made on the cheap. But.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, it's fascinating how, how some of that stuff works. You know, mm-hmm. we, we look at films from that era and it, it's it's hard to remember that there was a time when they would choose black and white or color primarily as a financial, not an artistic choice. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, if you see a black and white film now, it's because the director decided this film will be better in black and white.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But in, you know... The 40s and the 50s and the 60s, the technicolor process was pretty expensive. And it was slowly getting cheaper. So there's a point where black and white becomes more expensive than color. And suddenly all the films are in color. Yeah. Um, And there's a point where they're pretty equal. And so it's more of an artistic decision. But the artistic decision is made to do black and white a lot more frequently than it is now now a black and white film if one comes out a year everybody's like oh my god this one movie's in black and white i can't handle it um as opposed to somebody
1: stole my colors
0: (laughs) as opposed to in the 50s and 60s where lots of films were in black and white so a film comes out in color and that's that grabs you um and and certainly you know this is mgm their musicals were almost always technicolor in this time period and, and they just they pop the, mm-hmm. the the use of yeah. color is amazing um so let's see what else what you said you had other thoughts do you remember any of them now
1: there's a lamppost
0: there, I mean, lamp. there was okay
1: so the the singing in the rain uh segment like i remember like when he did the the thing where he's hanging off the lamppost i was like right i knew that but i didn't remember it when we talked huh. about it earlier so i was like ah lamppost um i also i try to like grab onto things that like I recognized from from pop culture or things like that and it's mostly the songs like yeah. you just you know all the songs um but there was there was a line in there I can't remember what it was now and that's gonna drive me insane uh, there was some line uh, that I was like I've heard this before and it's not the although she said it many times and I like it clicked with me that that was a, the what do you think I am stupid dumb Um, or something dumb or something um and but there was there was some line that god said that i was like i recognize that from somewhere like that's a thing that i've heard somebody else say before and i can't remember what Mm. it is for the life of me trying to remember the cliche lines from the film and it it didn't have a lot of cliche lines it was just there was this one particular line i'm like i know i've heard that somewhere before like somebody said that or quoted it or something
0: mm-hmm. so. an interesting thing that, that i'll say to watch about the to, to do with this film um last year's best picture winner the artist mm-hmm. is a silent film about the transition to talking films yep ah. and the, the story remarkably similar to singing in the rain yeah
2: it's yeah. it's almost exactly it's the same
0: almost thing. the it's, exact same story yeah, it's a very good movie is but, there still but,
2: singing and dancing?
0: No. Well, uh, well, there is. There is. Oh,
2: there is. Well, well, is. Now I'm in. Oh, the the <laughs> artist. I I really like the artist. I so that, do too. It's a it's a great film. Really yeah. well done. Yeah. Uh, but I, I I mean, there's a lot of truth to that that history. You know, once once the move to sound you know started happening, there was a big concern with the current actors in Hollywood because not all of them had very good voices for that sort of thing. Sure. I mean, you can get away with a lot in, in silent film. I mean, there's a there's a segment in Singing in the Rain where they walk into the studio and there's a, a cheerleader movie uh, happening over here and then right next to it there's the train movie yeah. being filmed over here and they're all filming on the same sound stage because you don't have to worry yeah. about sound crossing over. So exactly. you just yeah. have everything set up in the same room.
0: Which means you can make and, a lot more movies at once.
2: Yeah and and it there it was just this huge huge change in moving to sound i mean the whole process it wasn't just adding sound it was the entire process of making movies had to change
0: Mm -hmm. and they, they do a good job of showing that and you know actors not knowing that you now have to change the way you act because you actually have to talk towards something you know it's not they don't have boom mics yet they've got it they've got to actually direct their voice towards a microphone in a specific place mm-hmm. and so they the actors have to learn how to do that they have to learn how to speak much more eloquently to to appear in a talking picture versus uh, a film that that sure. doesn't have any 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 speaking at all um, and also the fact that at the point sound picture talking pictures came out Everybody presumed it was the dumbest idea ever.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: When the jazz singer comes out, everybody's like, that's going to be a failure. Lucky the rest of us, we're just going to keep going on making our silent movies. Ha ha ha. And now we can go, what kind of insane idiots <laughs> <were they?" laughs> How could they have not seen immediately that film was going to be improved by speaking?
2: Mm-hmm. But
0: it took them it took them time and, and and singing in the rain actually shows how they totally didn't get it
1: yeah
0: nobody got how big a difference it was going to be and it was very quick you know studios didn't spend a lot of time making silent films and talking pictures yeah
2: it was like yeah. a period of two years and the yeah. entire
0: industry changed everybody but wow. charlie chaplin yeah, um,
2: yeah. Yeah, but you know, Charlie Chaplin can do this. He can, yeah.
0: Charlie Chaplin, Charlie Chaplin was the man. He's like,
2: no. <laughs> I know, he, he was making sound movies later on.
0: He was. He, he made Well, he, he made movies with a little bit of sound in it took, it took until the Great yeah. Dictator for him to really do a
2: talking. Well, he had something to say in the Great yeah. Dictator. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: A lot. He, he had a lot to say, say. in the Great <laughs> Dictator. One thing I'd like to chime in with is I was looking up some trivia about this. And in the scene where they're talking, where they show the difficulties with the sound, with you know putting the microphone next to her heart and it's picking up her heartbeat, mm-hmm. evidently in one of the scenes, Debbie Reynolds has her um, microphone also on her shirt. And In one of the dance scenes, evidently you can it picks up her heartbeat. <laughs> and now I'm really curious as to find out which one uh. it is and go back and listen for it. <laughs> well. It's
0: probably got to be Good Morning.
2: I was thinking it yeah. was. Because-
0: the only other dancing Debbie Reynolds is in is that, that uh, one at the beginning, uh, All I Do the Whole Night Through is Dream of You, which is just a, the floor review
2: mm-hmm. yep.
0: song. And that one... Because ha- I, I, the other one's the ballet with Gene Kelly. She doesn't do a ton of dancing in that movie, probably mm-hmm. because they Gosh, have to teach every yeah. single yeah. step to her. She does a remarkable job. Yeah, sure. Um, so... I don't know. I, I don't know. Does anybody have any final thoughts to offer on that? I think we've been talking long enough about Singing in the Rain.
2: <laughs> the the costumes are awesome. Ooh, oh, yeah. the those co- well, they, they were so, you know, imaginative. You know, they and there were times that it's like, here, let's show off these amazing costumes you just kind of <laughs> had sitting around. Like, the, the women on display dance number that yep. really... Oh, know, that was crazy. Yeah, yeah the, the curtains come up and there are, there are each of these women in their little niches with all these bizarre uh, dresses
1: on. and I, I feel like there were, there were some spots that I feel like were brighter. And I think maybe a lot of that was due to the costuming choice, Mm -hmm. Um, that that specific scene that you just talked about, the the mannequin women in all their Mm -hmm. different costumes. But then also the Broadway melody, where everything was just bright, 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 Um, as opposed to like Good Morning, where it was blues and grays and kind of toned down and we're just dancing around the house as opposed to big production. Right. I don't know if that was an on-purpose choice, but I really liked it.
0: Well, the muted colors yes. certainly suggest a more depressed time you know, with the characters. Because when, when Good Morning yeah. is ma- being made, you know they are just coming back from the worst moment. And There's not a lot of sadness in this film. There's not a lot of unhappiness. Most of it's manufactured. Sure. You know, like the, At the end, they, they could probably have told Kathy what was going on before they send her behind the curtain to see yes. <laughs>
2: yeah. Corlina
0: Lamont. It, it seems like there was time to bring her in on it. But they don't, and that's manufactured for there to be this dramatic moment at the end. Um, and most of the movie is is pretty darn cheerful. There's there's mm-hmm. not a lot of not a lot of sadness in Singing in the Rain. Right. Um, and I think yes. the color choices reflect that, and that that might be why that one scene is a little little more muted. It's it's our one sad moment in a
2: well. Film. It's also one thirty in the morning, and you know. Yeah,
0: everybody's a little t- more tired <laughs> yeah. at one thirty
2: in the morning. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. So. Pat, do you have a final thought about singing in the rain?
2: Nah, not really. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that
0: was great radio. Woo! Yay!
1: Okay.
0: All right. Well, uh, this has been uh, Tim, Melissa, Jenna, and this has been a real education. We will join you next time with another movie, but we don't know which one it's going to be yet, so I, I can't. <laughs> I can't tell you, <laughs> but look forward to that. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye, bye. Bye. We hope you enjoyed our film fixation. We'll see you next time on A Real Education. Dee, dee, de, dee, de, dee, de. Join us next time when we'll be watching the 2012 Oscar winner for Best Picture, Argo.